Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. today we've been in a series called this is us this is us based off the television show that's popular right now this is us and, to, and we listen if you missed this series i would challenge you to go back and look on, listen to it online or watch it online but today is the last message and, and we want to talk about this is us and this is us as scc at Stockbridge community church this is us and i want to tell you that we this is what we do at scc here it is it's coming up on the screen we exist to give people what? An opportunity, for a life. an opportunity for a better life. That's what this is us. This is who we are. This is what we do. And and you know, man, if there's ever time as needed now. Now last uh, week, Rhonda and I were not here. We were uh, actually suffering for Jesus. Uh, we were on a cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fantasy land, right? I mean, we were on a cruise ship. But you know. Man, we don't even, you're, you know, no cell service, no cell phones on. We, we, we're just living out there. Man, people are feeding me every 10 minutes, you know. I mean, like, we, we walk around the ship. We go out there and read a book, you know. We eat some more, watch the show, eat some more, go to sleep, eat some more. You know, that kind of deal. And, and so, you know, by the, so we're just disconnected from the world. And then we get off the ship on Saturday morning, and we uh, come back to our car, we start our drive back toward uh, Atlanta, and we hear the devastating news about another school shooting. So tragic, you know? And it just reminded me again that how our mission is so important here. And I want to tell you, you know, today's title that we're talking about that I want to share with you is how to give and how to live and give an opportunity for a better life. Because, listen, you can't give something away that you don't have. And so today, it's important for us to make sure that we have it in order that we may give it. And so I want to talk to you about that today. So if you go ahead and pull out your notes, you're probably going to be able to begin to fill in the blanks before I even get there. You know, some of you are that anyways. You just started guessing the words right before I even get there anyways. But today, hopefully, you're going to be able to do that, all right? So number one is this. In order to... to uh, to give and live an to live and give an opportunity for a better life is number one is we connect with God. Would you write that down? Connect with God. I want to tell you, connecting with God is one of the most important things that will ever happen in your life. Matter of fact, look what Jesus said. Because again, going back to what's happened last week, this is what the Bible says that, that come to my mind. It says the thief talking about the devil. The devil or the thief comes only to what? Steal. Okay? To steal and to what? And? Okay. So what is he saying? The Bible says it is the devil's desire to do this to you. He wants to steal your peace. 
He wants to kill your marriage, and he wants to destroy your family. Okay, that is the assignment the devil has for you. But the good news is the latter part of this verse, okay? Look what it says. It says, talking about Jesus, says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the what? To the full. I mean, to 100%, you have it to the full. And so Jesus said, that is, that's my job. And what I want to tell you this is that we were created, all people were created for greatness. You were created for greatness. I want you to know that. You were created for greatness, and, and you become great by making a connection with God. When you make that connection with God. Now, what I want to tell you is that without a connection with God, all people, you know, we were created for greatness, but without a connection with God, we will be, if you we will either be a servant of God or we will be a servant to sin and evil. Did you hear that? So either one's going to happen. Either you're going to, either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve sin and evil, all right? And so that's, that's what's beginning to happen in our world is that people are serving sin and evil, and we're seeing that it come to fruition in a big way. Now, any time in our culture when tragedy happens, the, you know, the world begins to point fingers, right? I mean, okay, if you would do this and if you would do that, and everything becomes on the news media, it becomes about political stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody's pointing fingers. That's all we know how to do in our country. We have crises, we point fingers and blame people, right? But I want to tell you something. This issue that we got going on, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're independent. We got an issue. And this issue is a spiritual issue. Would you agree with that? I mean, to go and mow people down just is evil. Would you agree with that? It's not, I don't think they checked the, the guy's voting card. I don't think that. You? No, no. It's evil that, it, that it's causing people to do this, okay? And let me just tell you something. If I thought laws would change people's lives and change, I would be a politician. But what I found out, we can put all the laws on the books, and, and laws are good, but I'm telling you, if we don't dig a little bit deeper and get to the core, we're never going to fix this problem. It's going to get worse. And so I think that God has given us that answer. And so how can a person be so like evil? Well, I'll tell you this. A person can be dead in their sins to the point that they lose themselves. In other words, people, when, when we get so caught up in our, in our sinful living and, and then the evil really easy to take over, then we forget who we really are. You can never be yourself as long as you are, are disconnected from God. You'll never be yourself. You know, you know what? You see, without God, God created us for this goodness within us, but without God, we disconnect from the goodness and we, and, and be, by disconnecting from God. And so I'm telling you that every person that you see out there that's doing these hideous things have a major disconnect from Almighty God. And so our role is this is that we, we become the person that begins to point them to Jesus. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. Now look what Jesus said in John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the what? And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So here's what I want to tell you. Jesus came to this earth to tell us the truth about who God really was and really is. And he also came to this earth to tell us about us, who we really are. And that's the one Jesus come to tell us who we really are. And, and it, that's so important in our lives because we will never see God for who he is 
and we'll never see ourselves for who we really are outside of Jesus. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Before I came to Christ, the way I looked at me is I looked at me like this. I felt like I was an unlikable person. And I felt like I was a nobody in this world. I felt, I felt like people didn't like me and I could not be likable. And therefore, I was a nobody. And when you get someone that, is, that feels that way about themselves, they are open up to all kinds of evil. Would you agree with that? When you feel like that, that nobody likes you, you're unlikable, and you're a nobody, and nobody cares about you, then you are open to yourself to all kinds of evil. But it was when I become connected to Jesus, through, to God, through Jesus Christ, that all of a sudden I discovered that I was somebody. And I discovered that my life had value. And I discovered that through his principles, I could become likable and my ways could change. And I realized, so I had to realize who I was in him. Does that make sense to you? Now, what I want to tell you is this, is that you and I have to make that connection. Until you make the connection with Jesus Christ as, and become a Christ follower, then you're always going to struggle with who you really are. You will never see yourself the way that God created you, and you will never see yourself with the potential and the hope that God wants to put inside of you because he made you for greatness and not to be a nobody. Amen, somebody? Amen. And so today, if you're sitting in this room, I want to go ahead and give you this opportunity. And the opportunity is to become a Christ follower. The first step that I had to take, and everybody else has to take to become, to realize the real you is becoming a Christ follower. And there's a prayer inside of your program that we have there every week because people like you take that step. And today, if you're not a Christ follower, I want to encourage you to take that step. Read the prayer and say, God, me too. That's your first step to becoming to know the real you. And when you do that, just check it on the back of this connection card so we can pray for you this week. Okay, number two, would you write this down? So we're talking about how to live and give an opportunity for a better life. Remember, this is us. This is who we are as SEC. We connect with God. And then the second one is this. Can anybody guess what this is? Grow, that's right. Grow in God's character. Grow in God's character. Now, I want to tell you, you hear this statement. Matter of fact, you might be able to finish this statement because I say it a lot. Is this. Is you can't do better or be better until you, know better. until you know better, right? You've got to know better. I have made many mistakes in my life because I didn't know better. Matter of fact, when our, we, you know, when our son came home from the hospital, it was our first child, and uh, you know, I was uh, trying to take care of him one day, and, and you know what, I put his diaper on backwards. Okay? And Rhonda's like, look, you, you put his diaper on backwards. I'm like, I didn't know. I thought I had done the right thing. You know, There's been things that I have said to you that were uh, inappropriate that I had no idea, because in my day, it was okay to say that word. Okay, you're, you're, and my kid, I go home, my teenagers say, oh, dad, you said this, and it means that. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't mean that when I was growing up. Okay, so anyway, you can't do better, be better, you know better. Some things that we just, gotta, we just don't know, right? And so Jesus jumps into this and begins to tell us. Look what he says. John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus said, if you continue in my what? Okay, now that's key. You got to get that. Okay, if you continue in my word then you're my disciples indeed. Now let's read what's underlined because here's the promise of getting in his word. Look what it says. Let's read it together. You ready? And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. It'll make you free. What you're looking for to get better is in God's word. 
I'm telling you, it's made my... Listen, I'm a satisfied customer right here. I, and I want you... It's what's changed. It's what moved me from feeling like a nobody to understanding who I really am, that God created me to be something great. And he created you to be something great. And I discovered that through his word. You see, and, and so I want to tell you, so knowledge is a part of growing, but it's not all of it. Matter of fact, there's some people that I saw all they got is full of knowledge, right? They know everything, but they've done nothing. They're broke. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, you know, but why are you so broke? Why, 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 are you, why are you begging your in-laws for money? Why come you can't pay your rent? Why come you can't pay your car pay? Why? Because I'm broke. Why are you broke? And, and I try to get them help, get them in financial peace. Oh, I already know all that. Well, there's something wrong, my friend, if you know it all. But you've got to take another step. And Jesus said, that's it. Jesus said, okay, so knowing is part of it. Remember, only knowledge causes pride. Now, look what Jesus goes on and said, what we've got to do next. Look what he says. Matthew 7, 24. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these, what? Okay, there they are again. Bam! Right there. Everyone who hears these words of mine, let us read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Puts them into practices like a, like a wise man. You wise, you smart, you wise, right? Who built his house on the what? The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the what? Okay. But everyone who hears these what? Well, there it is again. Not just these words, but words of who? Mine, talking about Jesus, right? These words of mine, and let's read what's on the line. Let's read it. Ready? Does not put them into practice as like a? Bam. There it is. Remember he said, okay. He said, all right. Now you heard them. You heard them. You heard these words. But, but if you don't put them into practice, you're a fool. In other words, if you know, if you've got the knowledge and you know better and you still don't put it, man, you jacked up is what Jesus is saying. Not me. I love you. But Jesus is hard on you. <laughs> Jesus is hard on you. I'm not. Don't you know? I am not. I hey, man, I love you. Right. <laughs> Jesus loves you too. That's why he's hard on you. So he goes on. Does not put these into practice like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down. The streams rose. And the winds blew and beat against that house. Now let's read what's online. You ready? It fell with a great crash. With a great crash. Okay. Here's what I want to tell you. You can't do better, be better, you know better. But once you know better, then you've got to put it into practice. That's why we made this decision. That's why we said this. Look, on the screen, it's coming up. Remember, this is us. 2018. Let's read it. You ready? 2018 is my time to... Okay, what does that mean? Apply, change, and teach. In other words, if you, don't, if you don't do something different than you've been doing, you're going to get the same old thing you've always got. And so everybody in this room needs a change. Let me, let me say it again. Everybody in this room needs a change. You need to quit pointing and say, well, you need to do this, and if they would do that, and if they would do that. No, 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 no. You need to change. You know, I pray, I pray this prayer. You know what? Last year I prayed this prayer. You know what my change was last year? I had to learn to listen better. I spent all last year learning to listen. I had to write it down every day. Okay, I had to read and review it every day. Listen better, listen better. You know what I'm trying to do this year? The change I'm trying to make is that I'm trying to work on anticipating the good things in my life and the good things in us. Because I sort of was sort of raised with a sort of a negative spirit, you know, and I'm always trying to think about, okay, what if this happens? What if this happens? 
kind of person. And so I began to say, okay, God began to put it in my heart. You've got to change your thinking. I had some stinking thinking going on. And God was giving me a checkup from the neck up. Don't make me go on. All right, All right you got it. And so how do, you, how do you act on God's word? Well, you learn to act on God's word this way. Here, There's four ways I think you learn. Number one is by your parents, by parents living it, okay? That's the number one way that children learn to act on God's word is by parents living it. You say, oh, I feel guilty because I didn't do it. Listen, start where you are right now. I don't care how old you are, you start right now. The next thing is by reading it, by reading God's word. Listen, when you get into God's word, it gets inside of you, all right? And it changes you, okay? And then the third one is through mentors. That's why we have uh, connect groups here, our SEC groups here. That's why. If you're not in a group, go online and sign up and get in one. Why? Because there will be a mentor there that can help teach you God's way, okay? And then the last way is church. By hearing God's word every week, you are aligning yourself to get back on track. Many of us drift through the week like we have all this stuff come our way. We start drifting. The moment that your car pulls up on this parking lot on a Sunday uh, is, is the moment that all of a sudden you begin to realign yourself spiritually again. And I can't encourage that enough. That is so important. Church is important. Amen? Amen. It's important. And so here's the question I have for you. Are you going to build your house on the rock? Or are you going to build your house on the sand? And the only difference is, is the people on the sand, they learned better. They learned, they learned better, but the people on the rock did something with what they learned. And that's the challenge for you and me. Okay. All right. Number three is this. Ready? The third one is this. Let's see if you can answer. You ready to fill in blank? Let's say it. Ready? Serve in God's church. Serve in God's church. That's the word serve. Luke 9 and 23, look what Jesus said again. Now, this is Jesus. Now, I'm telling you, it's all about Jesus today. Look. Jesus said to them all, if anyone would come after me, they must what? Deny themselves. Okay, now what does that mean, to deny yourself? It means to put someone else's needs before yours. Think about other people. You deny yourself. It's not about me. That's what you have to say. So Jesus said, in order to, if you're going to come after me, you must deny yourself and what? Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Take up their cross. Take up the cross daily. What does that mean? In order for me not to get selfish. Okay, look at me. All right. In order for me not to be selfish, I've got to wake up every day and remember what Jesus did for me. If I remember what Jesus did for me, then I'm going to think about me. I'm like, heck no, I ain't doing that for wrong. She can do it herself. You know what I'm saying? I did this. Look what all the good, I, look what I've already done for her. She, 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 ought to, she ought to wake up every day and say, hmm, what that man I'm married to. Ooh, it's a privilege to be married to that man. That's it. You see that? Now, you, you're thinking, uh, she, he's crazy. Yes, he is, if he thinks like that. But some of us, in our actions, we I think like that, don't we? When you arrive on your job, you think, well, yeah, yeah, it don't matter if I'm a little late because they're just lucky to have me. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Arrogance, right? See what I'm talking about? They look at it. No, no, no. But when I remember Jesus went out of his way and what he did for me, then I can serve you. I can't serve you until I remember what he did for me. He climbed up that, he climbed up that hill. He got up on that bloody cross and he, he was beat to death for you and me. And if he can do that for me, I can serve you. 
Amen? Amen. All right. And so he goes on to say this. For whoever wants to save their life will what? But whoever loses their life for me will? So Jesus is teaching us the great reversal. Our culture says this. Our culture says it's all about our self-esteem. It's all, about, it's all about me feeling good about me, right? That's what culture says. Do whatever it takes to, to make you feel good about you. You know what at my age, what people are telling me it takes to make me feel good? Right now at my age, they're telling me that if I go buy me a Mustang convertible, I unbutton my shirt to about right here, get me a big gold chain hanging right there, I feel good. Okay, that's called a midlife crisis. They'll tell you, whatever it takes to make you feel good, that's what you do. That's what culture says. But here's the problem, is that what made you feel good today won't make you feel good tomorrow. You see, and, and when, listen, and we have to be very, very careful of working on our self-esteem and just trying to make it all about us because it doesn't work. When you make life about you, it doesn't work. So Jesus said, I tell you what, instead of you trying to work on your self-esteem to, to make you feel better about you, I want to teach you the great reversal, and this is what works, is that when you begin to work on your self-respect, there's a big difference, Right? See, see, self-respect is totally different. When, you know how you respect yourself? It's when you do something for other people. You see, when you, when you begin to serve other people, when you begin to do things for other people, it makes you feel good about you. Like, when you're only thinking about you and self-esteem, when you're only thinking about that, then you know what? You can go out and party. You can try to be the life of the party. You can, get, you can have a hangover. And then on Saturday morning, when you wake up, you go, oh, man, oh, oh. And then you think about God. You feel bad about it. You think about the people you said stuff to and all that bad stuff. You just feel bad. But, oh, you go and do something for somebody else. You help somebody. You, you, know, you do something. You go out of your way to help somebody. Maybe, maybe you open a door for somebody. Maybe you see someone that's disabled and, and you help them. Or, or, or maybe you, you help somebody out financially. Or, or maybe you, you help someone with a project around their house. Whatever it is. When you help somebody, you wake up on Saturday morning. You look in that mirror and say, you're the man. You're the woman. You go. You go. You good. Yes, you are. Look in that mirror. You, you're proud of yourself, right? You go, yes. <laughs> Am I lying about it? Didn't it make you feel good to do good? Didn't it make you feel good to do good? At SEC, that's what we say. It feels good to do good. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. It feels good to do good. And if, listen, this is what we learned. Remember I told you about me that, that when, I, when I was a teenager, before I become a Christian, I, did, I felt unlikable. I felt like a nobody. I felt like nobody cared about me. But when I received Jesus in my life, I got in his word. His word got in me. And I started finding my place to serve in my church. And listen, I was the first one. I would walk to church. Why? Because I was there to serve somebody. Somebody, and guess what? As I begin to serve people, my self-respect went up. I began feeling different about me. All of a sudden, I realized I was special. God had his hand on my life because I served other people. Oh, oh watch, watch, watch. I believe it so much that SEC, listen, this is us. This is us. This is us. We want your children serving. You know why? You know why? We want our children serving in our nursery areas. We want them serving with our uh, children's ministry. We want them serving as ushers and greeters. You know why we want our young people doing that? Here's why. Because if they serve, their self-respect grows. You see that? 
When they serve, when they serve. And listen, when you see one of our students serving, no matter what age they are, you make sure to stop by and say, I am so proud of you. You are so awesome. There is nobody that can do check-in like you. There is nobody that can pass a bucket like you. You are awesome, right? And watch this. Here's why. Oh, we got to work in this together. This is us. We're together in this. Why? Because when your son or daughter serves at SCC and we let them know how good they are, how great they are, their self-respect goes up. When they're walking through the middle school hallways of their school and somebody comes up to them and tries to tell them that they're a nobody and they're worthless and that they need these pills and they need this sex and they need this and they need that, they can look at them in the eye and say, oh, no, no, I don't need what you have because I know who I am. I respect myself. I got up this morning and looked in that mirror and said, you somebody. You're a child of God. You're part of Stop Rich Community Church. We know who you are. Amen. Oh, oh, somebody's got to get it. See, see, this is not about us. It's not. We're together. We're in this together. You help my kids. Like my daughter sang this morning, and she's 21 years old. And some of you today say, oh, Caitlin, that was awesome. You rocked. You know what? You're building her self-respect up. We're in this together, right? And when I see your kids, I just say, man, it's so good to see you. I saw you doing it. I'm so glad we're in it together. This is us. I need about 45 more minutes to tell you about this. See, Louise. See, 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 see. Anytime, 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 anytime that you go out of your way to make a positive impact on somebody else's day. You made your own day. Did you hear that? Yeah. Listen, listen, I don't care how crummy or crappy your, your world's been. I don't care. When you decide that you're going to go out of your way to make a positive impact on somebody else's day, you make your own day. Why? Because it feels good to do good, right? The Bible says this, look what it says. Proverbs eleven twenty five. Those who bless others is what? And those who help others are what? Are help. You know what abundantly blessed means? It means that when you lift other people up, you get lifted up. The way God created you. Listen, you want a high? I'm going to tell you what crack can't do for you. Crack can't put you on this kind of high. Cocaine will never lift you up to this. Mm, marriage you'll want, I won't do it either. All right? I'm telling you, serving God. Now watch this. Here we go. Do you know this morning that there were some people among us that got up that didn't feel like being here today. But they knew that if they could just go in and they could rock a baby, that serving that family, just rocking that baby, would all of a sudden, by, by going out of their way, making a positive impact on somebody else's life, would, would help them feel better. You know that. There was people today that, listen, didn't feel like being here, but, but they decided that they would go sit and go serve in the parking lot at SCC. You know why? Because they knew that they could just serve somebody. All of a sudden, that darkness of depression would leave them for a little while and that they would feel better. Do you know that, you know, do you know that there's kids around, people working right now in our kids' place area? Right now, you know why? They didn't feel like it today, but they decided they would get up anyways and they would come. Why? Because they knew that once they served somebody, they served those children and they've invested in them, that they would feel better about themselves. You know, tonight our student ministry will meet and there'll be people there tonight that won't feel like being there. They won't feel like it at all, but they'll come and they begin to invest in those teenagers. And guess what? Before they go, they'll be so glad that they 
came. You know what? We have ushers that will be ushering. And we have, we have people in our tech team that are right there now. They didn't feel like being here at 730 this morning and stay here all day. But once they got here, they'll tell you that once they begin to see you and see you worship God and get lifted up, they're glad they came. Why? Because we believe that you feel good by doing good. Pastor, you just keep preaching. I will. You just hold. I will. Yes, I will. Amen. I'll amen myself. So we have something here to help you. We have something called growth track. Growth track is simply a way to help you find your place to where you can serve and you like serving in that place. And so I want to challenge you. Listen, we're taking our first step. We have the first step coming up next Sunday at 12 o'clock. While the 12 o'clock service is going on, and there's room over to my right that you can go to, and, and I'll meet you there at 12 o'clock, okay? And we're going to learn how to get involved in this thing and make a difference because we're in this together. This is SCC. It's us together. We're together. This is us. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Now, remember this. What we're doing is not for us. Listen, I don't want... So you understand that what I'm trying to, to tell you to do is not for me. It's not for the church. We're not trying to get something from you. We're trying to give something to you. A better day. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's move on. So if you'll sign up on the back, growth track, then I'll, I'll send you some information. Okay, number four is this. Okay, let's see if you can guess it. You ready? Come on. What is it? Share God's message. Share God's message. Look what the Bible says. My friend, if any of you wander away from the truth, and another one brings you back. Remember this. Whoever turns a sinner back from the wrong ways will what? Save that sinner from soul from death. That means from eternal separation from God. That's what the Bible calls hell. No hope, no God. And bring about forgiveness of many sins. The greatest mistake that we make in our culture today is that we think that everybody knows about God what we know, and so we don't share our faith. Let me ask you a question. Do you know your neighbor's names? Do you know your neighbor's name? See, I, Ron and I moved last year, and the first thing I did, I went to get, my, get to know my neighbors. I went, I went and knocked on the door. Hey, how you doing? My name's Jeff. They looked at their wife and said, who's this freak? <laughs> Super freaky. <laughs> I don't know. You would hate to live up here, I'm telling you. It's a bad place to be. <clears throat> I went to, I, I met them. And then, guess what? I got, if you were to go to my journal, look, I got their names written down. Right there, it's written down. All their names are written there. Why? Because I pray for them. A daily, often I pray, God bless, God bless Doug. God bless Bill. God bless Mary. Lord, please bless Josh. And I go, Lord, bless Telfer. Let bless Tangela. God bless them, God. I call their names out. You know why? I want good neighbors. Do you want good neighbors? You better get to know their names and pray for them. Because I, I, I want to live in a good area. And so I, I you know what? No, I got their phone number. I sure do. I got their phone numbers right here, baby. You know what I do? When I pray for them, I just pull them up every once in a while. I say, hey, I just want you to know. Hey, Susan, I want you to know that uh, I prayed for you and Doug today. Is there anything I can pray for you about? Not one time have I texted my neighbors and asked them could I pray for them. Not one time have they said, heck no, take me over there. Get rid of my number. No, sir, read. 
comes back, please pray for my daughter. Please, please pray for my granddaughter. Please pray for my wife. She's, she's having another baby. Pray. See what I'm talking about? Get to know them. Now, here's what I want you to do. We have an opportunity. Easter is the time people start thinking about God. And we got about five Easter services going on here. I want you to go ahead and check the box and say, okay, I'm going to begin praying for the people about Easter as they make a decision for God. Because our world can't get better. Remember? Remember this? Listen, when God goes up in people's lives, our country gets better, our community gets better. But when God goes down, it gets worse. So we gotta, we, we got we to gotta raise God up and evil down. Now, Rhonda and I really dove into this uh, several years ago because I started praying, God, let, let me impact people's lives that, are, that aren't saved. And boy, if you pray that prayer, he will answer. And my son, some of you have heard this story, but my son was in the second grade at that time, and he had a little buddy named Robbie, and they would start spending the nights together, you know, and they wanted to do that, so I wanted to get to know the parents, and we got to know them. He was, this guy was from New Jersey, and... Uh, Man, was he everything that you've ever heard about people that, that uh, have a wrong, uh, not that, a spirit of being sharp, meaning like straightforward. Okay, you tracking with me? I got to be careful what I say because somebody's going to be from New Jersey. I ain't like that. Okay. <laughs> but it went, and then his wife, was, uh, you know, they were married and they, they had this kid. So anyways... We begin to meet them, and so I, 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 we start having dinner together, and I'm praying for them, Ron and I are praying for them, and we ask them, you know, hey, will you come to church with us? He looks at me and says, listen, I don't like people, and I'm not sure I like you. <laughs> with a few words that I cannot say today. I'm like, oh, hey, no pressure. She said, listen, I, I would love to come, but I, I'm not a choir girl, so I'm not going to do it. And so we kept on asking, and finally, I said, listen, we're opening up our church. This is when we opened up this building in, in uh, 2003. I said, we're opening up our church, and, and Rhonda's going to be singing. Why don't y'all come and hear her? So sure enough, they did. They come and listened to Rhonda, and, uh, and they heard the message that day on the way out. They said, hey, Rhonda did great. You didn't do so good, but Rhonda did great. <laughs> and so, so they came back the next week, and they came back the next week, and I was like, Wow. Well, listen, the next week, Emily, she gave her life to Jesus. She decided to get baptized. Matter of fact, this is her picture, Emily, that's coming up. And so she decided to get baptized. And she got baptized. And I'm telling you, that's why I believe in baptism. Because when that lady went underwater and she come back out, she was a changed person. And so, I mean, it changed her. She got out of that water. She started serving Jesus. And, and they just began to grow in Christ. Robert gave his life to Christ. Their son right now, he grew up and, you know, he's now a children's pastor to, uh, in uh, uh, Mississippi. It's amazing what's happened. Now, what I want to tell you is this, is that right after we found out, that she, right after she got baptized, we found out that she had lung cancer. Had no idea. She had lung cancer and she lived two years with lung cancer. And she began to get weaker and weaker, but she would be at the door telling you, oh, she would be the most cheerful person you ever met. I mean, she knew that it felt good to do good. And one day I was upstairs in a student area, and I saw her, and I could tell she didn't feel good. I said, Emily, how are you doing? And it was toward the end of her life. And she said, Jeff, 
I would take cancer all over again. Just have my marriage changed the way it's changed. Have God change my marriage, change my family, and change my life. I'd take it all over again because what you and this church have given me through God is an opportunity for a better life. Emily's in heaven now. But she gave us the vision of our church, what we were to be doing. God used that lady to do that. And I want to tell you, she's in heaven today. And my question to you is this. Is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? And if you know anything better than to, than to help people connect with God, having to grow in his character, having to learn to serve in his church and share his then you please tell me. Let me know because I want to end on it. I don't know anything better than to watch people like you. Lives change. Get better. Get better. And God take you up. And the only hope for our world and the only hope for our community is that people get to know Jesus Christ. They're not going to get better without Jesus. Come on, would you stand with me? As I pray today, when I finish this song, I finish this prayer, we're going to sing this song that says, Great are you, Lord. And what I'm asking you to do is to take these four principles. This is us. This is who we are. Embrace them today. And I'm asking you to share your faith like you've never done before. And watch what God will, have, do, God will do with us. Lord, thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, oh God. And today, Lord, we say, Great are you. You're greater, Lord, than any sin problem in the world. You're greater than all the tragedy. You're greater than everything that's going on. And Lord, without you, our world would not make it. And God, use me. Use us, oh God, to be the light to the people around us. And let us share our hope in Jesus Christ. Great are you, Lord. Let us remind the people around us. Great are you, Lord. God, you're greater than sin. You're greater than divorce. You're greater than depression. You're greater than financial hardship. You are great. Great are you, Lord. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's S-C-C view.net and click the give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.